Welcome to Micah Bradford Connected, where we bring together hope and information to help support your life. Join us on this journey in connecting the dots and finding answers to your most challenging health issues. So, let's connect, where no topic is off limits. Common interests prevail, but opinions don't always align. This is Micah Bradford Connected. Thank you for joining us today at Connected with Micah Bradford. I am really excited that in the studio with me today, I have Michael Bailey, who is an RN and who has a history from over 30 years experience of working with preventative health, fitness, and nutrition. And today he's going to share with us some of the things that have motivated him for over three decades to focus on wellness, health, nutrition, and the different gaps that he saw through the evolution of his journey in working in medicine from the days when he started as a medic being a Vietnam veteran. So I'd like to welcome you today. Michael, thank you so much for joining me. Appreciate it, Michael. Absolutely. So we're happy to have you today on Connected and for people to learn a little bit about what it was that spurred you on because I think we're all so accustomed to uh, nutrition and fitness and wellness being part of an accepted protocol today. And so I marvel and love to reflect back on people that had the foresight and the motivation to embrace the things like vitamins and recognizing the whole person as being part of what needed to be addressed when it came to health and wellness. So tell us a little bit about how you got started as a medic. Well, it kind of goes back a little further than uh, 30 years, uh, more like 40. Oh, wow. There <laughs> well, we go. Yeah, I was in the Army, and I was a medic, combat medic in Vietnam. Nutrition-wise, I wasn't very apt upon nutrition at that time. I slowly morphed into nutrition knowledge, per se. I always did want to have better understanding of health and nutrition, how they married and uh, that marriage would work, but did not go forth. And then in 1977, after returning from Vietnam and trying to put my life into perspective, I ran across a couple that was naturalists. They owned a farm, they grew everything they ate and consumed, and their children were thriving and birthed at home, and they were just wonderful, healthy people without any interference from doctors or pharmacy or medicines. So I picked their brain and got a little information from them. And one young lady advised me to read a book called Vitamin C in a Common Cold by Dr. Linus Pauling, who is a two-time Nobel Prize winning chemist. And from that book, it just opened up a plethora of information about holistic medicine and things we can do borderline nutrition and food consumption and what to eat, how to eat it, and how to live a cleaner life. And from that point, I started taking care of myself and started trying to share my story with other people and was shunned for a short period of time. But they saw results, and then more people started to ask me more questions. I wanted to give more, so I went back to school And I changed from nursing more into exercise science and nutrition. Uh, On the road to that, 
I stopped off and did some work at hospitals, uh, working in ICU, uh, emergency room, and pediatrics. I got to a point where I saw medicine becoming more of a business and not the caring philosophy they were preaching, but more of a business. So I didn't really like the way I saw clinical medicine going, so I decided that I would sidestep that a little bit. I'd go work with the insurance companies and see if I could make a difference from being reactive to proactive. I think that that's amazing that at that point in time, you were able to glean insight, and from that family And I love that you reference them as a naturalist because now we have so many families that are looking and getting involved in having home births and getting back to the basics where less is more. Looking at how were we created and what environment was that in the very beginning and what did it look like? And so to hear you have that opportunity and then to, to reference Dr. Pauling, I mean, iconically, vitamin C, regardless of the debates and the studies, we know that antioxidants make a difference with our immune system. And now there are more studies coming out about vitamin C in the treatment of gout and helping to reduce uric acid levels. Definitely. Uh, large doses of vitamin C are utilized. And so to me, it's just great to hear that something that I consider a very rudimentary foundational principle about antioxidants was part of what spurred you into looking at the implications of nutrition, health, and fitness overall. Yes, uh, that book, Vitamin C and the Common Cold, it basically talked about those nutrients, those bionutrients that was so crucial and that are still crucial to everyday life. And uh, moving forward from that point, I ran into another gentleman that I got to meet in person, Kenneth Cooper, who became my all-time personal hero. And Kenneth Cooper, just a, a little bit of background, he, he was an Air Force doctor who transitioned out of the military, and he decided that he wanted to do preventive health. And people laughed at him. Who's going to go to a doctor if they're not sick? And he says, well, I'm going to make it work. And uh, he did, and he came out, and he lobbied for it, and everybody turned him down until a group of uh, rich philanthropists in the Dallas-Fort Worth area backed his program, and the Cooper Clinic was born and built over on Preston Avenue when it wasn't Preston And uh, the rest is history, as you know, the history of the Cooper Clinic. Absolutely. When I was working with Doherty's Pharmacy and part of their management team, we did various projects in partnership with the Cooper Clinic. And the Cooper Clinic is absolutely iconic. And their leadership and the approach that they've taken to whole health and wellness from having their kinesiology and their preventative medicine protocols and their concierge medicine offerings, as well as their nutritional supplement line that they've taken to further the level of awareness that their clients have with the need for supplementation for specific nutrients like your omega-3s and vitamin D and such. And so they did a beautiful job in pairing the level of awareness for physical activity, eating healthy, and the utilization of dietary supplements along yeah. with medical interventions and assessments. So they've been they've been a leader not only in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but a leader in the country serving many executives 
from Fortune 500 companies all the way down to the average consumer that's in the Dallas-Fort Worth neighborhood. Yes, a lot of people don't realize. They think of the Cooper Clinic as the the aerobic center, but uh, it goes a little deeper than that. Uh, Kenneth Cooper basically coined the phrase aerobics in an interview. And basically, it is a research and development facility, not just a aerobic center per se. And the clinic was just a playground of knowledge over there. The runner, Jim Fix, used to come over and run on the tracks over at the Cooper Clinic, along with its founder. And it was just phenomenal to learn and study and to participate in some of the uh, research programs over there. I first got my uh, certificate as a personal trainer at the Cooper Clinic. And uh, I moved on and went to the University of Arlington at Texas for exercise physiology and minored in nutrition because I wanted to make sure I married the two, the nutrition and the physical aspects together so that I would be the better person. That's awesome. And so to hear, again, the iconic perspectives of Linus Pauling and the principles of vitamin C and antioxidants, and then a leader being able to study and participate in the programming for the Cooper Clinic and pulling all that together in working with insurance companies and seeing the shortcomings and then having this revelation that there's more and that you could do more and that we can do more and we can do better with supporting our own lifestyle, health, and wellness. What were the gaps that you saw once you completed those courses and you chose to start implementing the strategies and the information that you've learned, what were the gaps and the areas of need that you see are most common for people and just the regular population? Well, working with insurance companies, I worked in an aspect of pre-certification, and I saw the insurance company morph into a business that wasn't a current entity anymore. It was about profit and bottom line, and it was about at any cost and I'm talking physical costs, because their bottom line was the monetary cost. And I didn't see the patient as a patient anymore. There was a bottom line. And it became very frustrating because it was more work that could be done because more profit was to be acquired. And uh, I just wanted to leave it all behind. But I wanted to take as much as I could so that I could share it because to marry the body and the mind and the nutrition, I started a company called Fitness Concept. And that company's uh, logo was a triangle. And basically it started, you cannot have one without all three of them. You had to have the will the knowledge and the execution, all of those had to come together to make the complete pyramid. And with that small company, that I kept relatively small, and I had a few hand-picked clients, and I would tell them, I said, I'm not going to waste your time, but I'm not going to let you waste my time as well. People that wanted to learn and not to be the greatest or the world-renowned, but people that wanted to learn the proper way to marry nutrition and exercise together. And that was what I was about. And I love the fact that you talk about the will, the knowledge, and the execution. Because one of the things that we focus on here at Connected is inspiring people to look beyond their current circumstance 
And often we have people, friends, family members with chronic health issues that in order to believe or to look for answers, you have to have hope. And so you have to have that will. You have to have the will to be more, to go beyond. And then the knowledge, you can want to get better. You can want to go from a state of surviving to thriving, but without the knowledge and then the ability to execute, you can't get there. And so those three basic principles that you founded your company on are key for so many people. And and at times they don't realize what's missing, that it's just like a stool. You know, those old visuals that we had in class where there's got to be the three legs to sit on, to stand on, to be able to have a solid foundation. And so I think that that's wonderful that you were able to give that insight to your clients. Now, when you started working with them, what were some of the areas that were the greatest deficits or the misconceptions that you would encounter? Basically, people thought that all you needed to do was to do X, Y, and that automatically yields Z. And there was no easy fix was always my answer. I don't care what their sentence was or what their denial was or what they came at me is that you cannot do an easy fix. First, you got to start with, I'm ready to take on the task. There is no such thing as a diet. You have to believe in, I'm going to change, lifestyle change. Absolutely. Okay. You take the word diet out and you say lifestyle change. And then once you've got those things straight, then you're ready to go forth. And I believe that 150% because when you are taking on a new concept or a, a new philosophy, you have to embrace it in its totality. That it can't be where it's, I'm just going to do this for 30 days. And if you're doing something and it's worth doing, then you have to know the why. Why am I doing it? What am I expecting to get out of it? And then to be prepared and to have the knowledge to be able to act on that. So I think that that is absolutely the case. Because so often people think, well, if I just do one or two, that I'll be okay. And we've come to learn even more so now, in my opinion, that nutrition, health, wellness, medicine, that so many aspects, especially when you look at different comorbidities or or compounded health issues, um, whether it's your issues with stress, hormones, uh, genetics, I mean, there's multiple factors that can compound a circumstance. And so when I talk with clients, they'll say, well, I just want to feel better. And I'm like, okay, that's great. You want to feel better. But feeling better means that there could be five things that have to be addressed. And when I used to travel and go to to various conferences for wellness, nutrition, behavioral health issues, one of the doctors, uh, Dr. Sidney Baker, he would talk about the two-tack rule. And the two-tack rule was that, okay, you could remove one tack, but your rear was still going to hurt if you were sitting on the other tack. It didn't mean that the first tack didn't need to be removed. It just meant that you had to look at a comprehensive approach and that removing some of the body burden didn't necessarily mean that it would result in fixing everything. And that brings me to the concept, everyone wants resolution 
but they don't want to work toward the resolution. So again, I go back to my simple philosophy. I'm not going to waste your time and I'm not going to let you waste my time. Once you're ready to go forth, then we will give you the foundation to go forth with. So again, if your mind is ready, then you've got to be able to bring that into the room with you and in, you bring that into the kitchen with you or you bring that into the pantry with you, whichever is the beginning of your nutritional foundation, and then it all comes together. And I'm not here, and I never will be here, to tell you how to eat. I'm just going to tell you the things that you need to consume to have a healthy body, mind, and spirit because they're all interconnected. Well, and I think that that's important. One of the things we have found with um, bio, what I would say is biodiversity, is that we know now there are more modalities of testing with looking at the differences genetically Mm -hmm. in a person's metabolism, Mm -hmm. how they metabolize food, uh, what allergens a person may have, and how those allergens can impact inflammation and how inflammation can also at times create barriers or roadblocks to weight loss or to optimal performance with athleticism. Also, there's testing now where we can even look at and see from a genetic standpoint what medications we can and can't metabolize. So are you diesel or are you unleaded? You know, if I'm a sports car, then what fuel do I run on? So where a lot of consumers get caught up these days, they'll look and see, okay, well, here's a gluten-free diet, here's a low-carb diet, here's a keto diet, and really understanding whatever you're going to look at, A, making a lifestyle change and not using the word diet, but then understanding what are the principles of each one of those eating plans and how does that relate as those food items being a fuel source for your body and then looking at how does that relate to your health issues, your body mass index, your needs, and what best fits your profile. Because over the last few months, I personally have been looking at many different trainers and looking at the meal plans and the offerings and being a certified nutritionist and working with people with celiac disease and that have various allergens. I'm not a stranger to creating different meal plans, but it has been a journey of diving deeper to learn what has worked for some individuals and what that looks like. And also when they're choosing a specific lifestyle with eating, then having to ask the question too, what are the other aspects of their life look like? Meaning we found that with some people I've looked at their meal plans, but they're working out at very high levels with a very high level of energy expenditure, which may also relate to why they were successful with eating this way versus someone who maybe isn't having to put as much effort and energy out and is being more conservative with the types of food sources. Maybe they're limiting their carbs their complex carbs and they're looking at their caloric intake and so they're able to have a lean physique but they're exercising maybe an eight of what the other person is so I think it's just so important for people that when you're looking for nutrition and overall wellness and what's going to fit your lifestyle to look at it as a lifestyle, and then the other factors that are specific individual to you. Like what you were saying, that you can't tell them what to eat, 
but you can tell them what nutritionally is sound to eat. Yes, and a lot of people want to do what I call the uh, drive-through microwave, I wanted yesterday, uh, results. So you have to talk with that individual. you got to find out where their head's at. And then you can marry them with the best nutritional program that's going to affect them, especially when it comes to what type of result they're looking for. You know, there's people that just want to lose weight, just want to get out of that skin. Then there's some people that want a sculptured skin. They want a sculptured body. They want the best they can be. So all of those things have to be put into the pot and stir it up and uh, built into the mold that they want to uh, accomplish. Well, and I think it's exciting. More so for me, I'm in awe when I see professionals that have gone through a journey and an evolution of coming full circle to where when they started with medicine or health and nutrition, that they've gone through different aspects or applications of their skill set and then to see how they, as you say, marry all of that together to be able to give a comprehensive approach and perspective yes, to the be- clients they work with. Yes, because you're, you're, you never really dispel anything that you've learned. It just becomes part of the whole. And I have worked with medical doctors and I have worked with doctors that believed in Western medicine, Eastern medicine, and holistic medicine and they married them together very very well some that were frowned on by their colleagues but again they still prescribe all the different techniques because they wanted patient care to be care and I think that's what's important is being able to provide the best suggestions the best interventions the best supports for each individual patient or or client as possible. And I think that there is absolutely an art to health, wellness, and medicine, and that we can use and take the best from each area to help us in a time where we are over-medicated, we are over-saturated in chemicals, whether it's (laughs) things we've eaten or drink or have slathered on our bodies. And so I think that it's exciting to see that we're continuing to move forward in our understanding of health and wellness and just to see professionals like yourself that have that perspective and tenure to share with us on what it looks like and to know that there are people that are truly committed to wanting to help further people's health and wellness and do it in a way that's meaningful. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I want to add that one of the things that I find that's very, very helpful with this whole process is being able to be in touch with that self. I'm not talking about the physical self or the diet self but I'm talking about the mental self. Taking that time to regenerate that psyche. Meditation is very, very important in the process. And a lot of people don't want to take that time to relax and rebuild. And I make a big emphasis on, it doesn't have to be done first thing in the morning. It doesn't have to be done at midday. Find a time that's comfortable for you and take 30 minutes and just rebirth yourself. I think that that's so important. And for someone who I admittedly will say I am bold type A, (laughs) that 
I find myself in the evenings where it's not uncommon that on projects that I'm working on that I could be at a computer for 12 hours a day and and my mind is still racing. I'm, I'm trying at, at 10.30 and 11 to disengage, right? And to kind of recalibrate and just breathe and unwind. And, and it's hard sometimes. It's hard sometimes to do that. But I've started making a conscious effort of, okay, when am I going to shut down the screen? When am I going to make sure that it's quiet, that the bright lights, the blue lights, the white lights Quick are trip. all down? Tell me. People that get caught up in the technology, uh, I call it drama. Quick trick. Every hour, make it a habit. Set your clock or write it down in front of you to do it. Every hour, take one to three minutes. Close your eyes. Deep breathe. Love that. What, I can do that. What happens is, after so many attempts of doing that, it may take you as a person five days, seven days, two weeks, three weeks a month. After a while, when you take that deep breath, your body will automatically go into relaxation. Ah, so we're talking about muscle memory. Muscle memory. There we go. Muscle memory. And it works different with different people. But what happens is, and it works well with uh, reintroducing you to stress management, stress control, and it basically puts you into Hey, it's time to relax. And then you get into that mode. And that is a trigger. And you're like, <sighs> And you know, most of us have heard this, but you know what? It's a great reminder because I can tell you that I would say probably most of the audience that listens to this podcast has some level of external stressors that they're having to manage and and moderate whether it be over issues of their own health or whether it be issues of a family or a loved one or a high-stressed uh, living environment or, or job. So it's a great reminder, and I am working diligently and will continue to do that because I know that... It's a process. It is a process. And just like making that decision, right, to make the lifestyle change with the foods and exercise and routines, it's one day at a time, just like one breath at a time. One step at a time. That's right. Well, I am so happy to have had you here today, and we are absolutely going to have you back just to talk about different topics and get your perspective and learn more about your background and some of the areas of health, wellness, and nutrition that you share with your clients. And we just appreciate you being here today, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely, Michael. We're happy to have you. And so that's a wrap for today with Connected with Micah Bradford. Happy to have you visit with us and check in. Please follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, like us. And then also follow so that you'll be able to get updates on the latest talk topics and when we have featured speakers scheduled. So hope you have a wonderful afternoon and thank you again for being connected with Micah Bradford.